Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of The Dictionary. This is the podcast that's the best podcast, the only one that really should exist in the whole entire world. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, go search for the handle DictionaryPod, all one word. No silly characters, just all the lowercase characters. If you want to my bip, 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 bip. if you want to find my personal stuff, it is at Spejampar, S P E J A M P A R. You can also use that same username handle typey thing on TikTok and YouTube. Uh, you can watch this show on YouTube with no video component, just the logo. It's on my same personal YouTube channel thing. If you want to email me, dictionarypod at gmail.com. If you want to join the Patreon, you can give me $1 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, $20 a month, and you can get some stuff like early episodes. Uh, I would love to do more on Patreon, but, you know, I would love to do so much more with this whole podcast in general. What else? Merchandise. You can buy merchandise at Tee Public. The link is in the show notes. You can call the Google Voice number, 917-727-5757. I think it's also in the show notes. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Jonah and Tom have made the theme songs. Go check out their stuff. If you want to make your own theme song, send it to me in whatever way that you deem necessary. Um... You can tag me on posts. You can write a message. I got a message from a new fan. He was like, hey, I used to eat real fast because I grew up with a bunch of kids, and I still eat real fast. And uh, also, uh, he uh, also loved the 700 section in the, at the library, just like I love the 700 section. Let me know what section you like. Oh, that was a lot of stuff. This is the last section of page 347, and we are starting with the second form of the word die, D-I-E. Hmm. Now, we talked about the act of dying in the previous episode, and here we are talking about the noun form of die. So I don't know if there's going to be anything that's death-related here, but, uh, but you know, there probably will be. There's a lot of them. So, the noun, the, the plural is either dice or dies, D-I-E-S, dies. So, maybe depending on the context, that one is also related to death. But uh, we'll find out. Um, it's also from the 14th century. I gotta say that. Number one, the plural here is dice, and it is... A small cube marked on each face <laughs> a small cube marked on each face width from one to six spots and used usually in pairs in various games and in gambling by being shaken and thrown to come to rest at random on a flat surface. And this is often used figuratively in expressions concerning chance or the irrevocability, the irrevocability, that's a hard word to say, the irrevocability of a course of action, as in, the die was cast. Hmm. So that phrase is about the figurative, the figure, it's figuratively, it's like, it's not literally, it's figuratively, um, about, in, in expressions about the chance or the 
irrevocability, like it's irrevocable, it's, it's, there's chance, there's, it's random of the course of action. So, hmm, I don't think I ever realized that Die Was Cast was about the, was sort of about these little cubes that we throw. Hmm, that is very interesting. Uh, let's see, I thought it was funny, it said, it's been shaken and thrown, and all I could think about was a, a martini, shaken, not stirred. Shaken, you shake the martini, maybe you can shake the dice in a martini, and then throw it? I don't know, there's some something in there in my brain, maybe you can come up with something funny about a martini and dice being shaken and thrown, but not stirred. Uh, yeah, dice. Uh, there Obviously, there are other kinds of dice and die. I think a lot of people know this. Dungeons and Dragons use a 20-sided dice. Uh, and I think that there's lots of other sides. You can make probably virtually any sided dice you want. It doesn't have to be a cube with six sides. Make your own dice and make up a game for it. Okay, number two for die the plural here is dies, D-I-E-S, and the synonym is just the number one A definition for the word dado, and, you know, because we have a terrible memory, we just have to go back to that page real quick and see uh, what it, what is a dado. The number one A dado, um, okay, here we have two forms, it must be this one. It is the part of a pedestal of a column above the base. That's the dado. So the singular of that is die, and the plural is dies. Number three, the plural here is again dies. Any of various tools or devices for imparting a desired shape, form, or finish to a material or for impressing an object or material, as... 3A1, the larger of a pair of cutting or shaping tools that would that when moved toward each other produce a desired form in or impress a desired device on an object by pressure or by a blow. Whew. Also, 3A2, a device composed of a pair of such tools. We also have 3B and C and D, but uh, yeah, 3A1 and 3A2 mostly go together. So uh, let's just backtrack real quick. Uh, they're tools or devices, and it's all about using them to create a desired shape, form, or finish to something. Like wood, I think, is probably maybe the most common thing. Maybe other things, maybe metal, maybe wax, maybe I don't know. Or or impressing things together into the shape. Yeah, I think maybe like a wax or something that's more malleable. You can maybe use a die for that. Um, I've heard of these. I don't think I've ever used something like this before, so I don't have a whole lot of knowledge about these, but I'll put a link in the show notes uh, so you can learn more about this thing. And uh, maybe we'll put a picture of it in social media. Also, I think I gotta put uh, some pictures on social media for just the little, the little cubes that we throw for games of chance. Okay, three B. This is still about the tools and devices. Three B is a hollow, internally threaded screw cutting tool 
used for forming screw threads. Uh, so yeah, it's the same idea of a of a thing that um, is used to turn something into a shape or a form. And so in this case, it's specifically about creating screws. I guess you you put maybe the metal into this die, uh, this thing called a die, and it either I don't know is it liquid metal uh, that you put in this thing, and then the screws are formed, or is it going to press the metal into it? I don't know exactly and it doesn't say 3c a mold okay mold this is where you might use like a something that's more malleable um, a mold into which molten metal or other material is forced so you have a very strong mold you squirt some molten metal in it and then as it cools and hardens uh, it, it, it will create this shape and the thing, the mold itself, is called the die. And then 3D, a perforated block through which metal or plastic is drawn or extruded for shaping. Yep, all, all about that same idea. The etymology doesn't have a whole lot. It is from the Middle English D, spelled D-E-E. Maybe they pronounced it die or D, I don't know. And then also from the Anglo-French de. D-E with the accent on the E that goes boop. So that was everything for the noun form of die. The sound effect that I'm going to do is um, it's more appropriate for the previous episode um, because it's I'm going to do sort of like a I hope this is not disrespectful, but it's like a little like a death rattle kind of thing. You know, just some air expelling from from the face area. Um, and it would have been more appropriate in the yesterday's, the the previous episode, because that's where we had the word die. Um, but instead, I did a didgeridoo sound, and if you didn't hear it, you got to go back and listen. So the sound effect today will be... <sighs> the next word is dieback. One word, dieback. Noun from circa 1886 a condition in woody plants in which peripheral parts are killed, as by parasites. Peripheral parts, would those be the branches, the leaves, anything that maybe is coming off the, the trunk, the stem of this woody plant? And so the condition is called dieback, and, uh, well, it's killing things, so that the die part makes sense. But I don't know about the back part. And there is no etymology, so you just have to make up your own etymology if you like. The next word. Defenbachia. Defenbachia, or defenbachia, or defenbachia. It is spelled D-I-E-F-F-E-N-B-A-C-H-I-A. Diefenbachia, noun from circa 1900, any of a genus of erect poisonous tropical American plants of the Arum family, having usually variegated leaves and often grown as houseplants. The genus name is also Diefenbachia, and this is from Ernst Diefenbach, 
Yeah, I think that's probably how you say his name. Ernst Diefenbach, who was a German naturalist who died in 1855. So they are poisonous. Why are we keeping poisonous plants as house plants? Uh, maybe we need to put a put a post post a picture on the social media of a Diefenbachia. D i e f f e n b a c h i a. I'm so jealous of these people who got things named after them. They live on forever. Uh, okay. That's, I don't know my plants. I don't know anything about them, so I don't have much to say. But the leaves are variegated, which is very great. The next word. Die hard. Two words with a hyphen. We had the phrase die hard in the last episode. There was no hyphen. So what's this one? Is it different? Die hard. Adjective from 1922. Strongly or fanatically determined or devoted. Hmm. As in, diehard fans. Especially, strongly resisting change. As in, a diehard conservative. Diehard, one word, is a noun. And diehardism, that is a, also a noun. Never, they never even thought that that would be a word. Diehardism. Yeah, diehard fans, diehard conservative, diehard whatever. I'm a diehard person who wants people to learn. Uh, diehard reader of the dictionary, diehard podcaster, diehard human being, diehard person who loves rights for all living things. Um, yeah, strongly or phonetically. So I'm trying to think if there's a connection to the phrase diehard. You know, they're different. One's a verb, the other one's an adjective, so they're, they are different. But I guess Bruce Willis in the movie Die Hard, he was um, very determined and devoted to, to, uh, to save his, his self, his wife, the people who his ex-wife or wife, whatever they she worked for, he didn't want more people to die. So, uh, yeah, he was a, a diehard um, cop. He was a cop. He was other things. I don't know. He also resisted. He resisted. He strongly resisted the change of the people coming in and killing everybody. The next word. Dial. D-I-E-L. Dial or dial. Adjective from circa 1935. Involving a 24-hour period that usually includes a day and the adjoining night. As in, dial fluctuations in temperature. There's, it's warmer during the day usually and cooler at night. So the fluctuations in temperature are dial because it's, uh, it's all about the 24-hour period. This is an irregular form of the Latin ds, which means day. And then the suffix al is added to the end of it. So it's just anything that's kind of about the day, one whole day, a 24-hour period. Um, this, the, the, lots of things. That, that's one of the big cycles of our lives is just the day, the, the dial cycle. The next word. Dildrin. Dildrin. D-I-E-L 
D-R-I-N, noun from circa 1949, a white crystalline persistent toxic chlorinated compound, a crystalline persistent toxic chlorinated compound, C12H8Cl6O, used especially formerly as an insecticide. I feel like we've seen a lot of these chemical compounds that are insecticides related to insecticization somehow. Let's see. The etymology says this is from Diels-Alder reaction. The Diels-Alder reaction, which is an addition reaction forming a six-membered ring, and Diels-Alder is named after Otto Diels and Kurt Alder, A-L-D-E-R. And so they took the first four letters of Diels, and they just took Diel, and then the, hmm, they took the D, I guess the D-E-R from Alder, but they didn't really take the E, they just took the, the R, the D and the R, and then they added I-N to the end. Diels, Alder, Otto Diels, and Kurt Alder became Diels Alder, which became Dildren. So they either created or found this uh, crystalline persistent toxic chlorinated compound. Good for them. The next word. <coughs> dielectric. Dielectric. It must be something about two, I think, I hope. Let's see. Noun. From 1837, it is a non-conductor of direct electric current. A non-conductor of direct electric current. So, it's just not going to conduct electricity using direct electric current. Dielectric is also an adjective. I don't see anything about two here. I was thinking that because of the prefix. But, the etymology does say that it is from dia plus electric. So I guess in this case, dia, it means through or across. And I guess in that context, dia, it's it's talking about a thing that's going through the electricity, through the conductor, but this is a non-conductor. So it is a little confusing. And I don't know enough about electricity, AC, DC. I don't know enough about that stuff to to give you any more context than that. The next word. <sighs> Dielectric constant. Dielectric, second word, constant. Noun from 1875. The synonym is permittivity. Permittivity. And that is spelled P-E-R-M-I-T-T-I-V-I-T-Y. Permittivity is also dielectric constant. Next. <laughs> dielectric heating. Two words. Noun from 1944. The rapid and uniform heating throughout a non-conducting material by means of a high-frequency electromagnetic field. So, what? I don't know. Again, it's something about a non-conductor of direct electric current, um, but this one is specifically about rapid and uniform heating throughout that material that does not conduct. 
and uh, and it's it's done it's doing this by high frequency electromagnetic field. I think it would be good to learn more about electricity. If I had so much more free time, not only would I do a lot more with this, this podcast, but I would I would make an effort to to learn a lot more about things. I if I had the time and the motivation, which I have a bit of the motivation, I just need more of it and more time to learn about electricity, to learn learn practical things. Plumbing, that's another practical thing. Maybe not as fun as electricity, but good and practical. Um, you know, medicine, the brain, the, I don't know, philosophy, so many things, so many things, so little time. The next word. <laughs> Diencephalon. Diencephalon. You could also say dien. Diencephalon. Yeah, it's all the same. D i e n c e p h a l o n. Diencephalon. Noun from circa 1883. The posterior subdivision of the forebrain. All right, so the forebrain, that's the part of the brain that's closer to your forehead, forehead, forebrain, but it says it is the posterior subdivision, so I would think that that is the the part in the back of the forebrain. So the brain is divided up into these different named sections, and so if you take the whole forebrain, I don't know, would the frontal lobe be another name for that? But then the back section of it, so closer to the center of the brain, is the posterior. Because post is kind of back or after or behind. So that small section of the forebrain is the diencephalon. And diencephalic, diencephalic is an adjective. Um, The etymology isn't particularly helpful or interesting. The next word... <laughs> dying. I do I sound like I'm dying? This one is spelled D-I-E-N-E. Noun from 1917. A compound containing two double bonds between carbon atoms. And here the di prefix definitely means two, obviously. Uh, double two double bonds between carbon atoms. Ah, yes, I've seen this in pictures. Uh, carbon atoms. I think that they can. I think six things can attach to them. They're like a hexagon shape, and you can connect using two of those six. You can connect two carbon atoms together, um, and so they're connected doubly. Two double bonds. Now wait, two double bonds. So that does that mean that it's. Uh, there's there are three carbon atoms, and then two of them, say carbon A and carbon B are connected doubly, and then carbon B and carbon C are connected doubly. So is that two double bonds, or is just one of those two double bonds? Not entirely sure. Either way, it's a diene. The next word, <sighs> die off. I have died off. Uh, Two words with a hyphen, D-I-E-O-F-F. Noun, ooh, are we going to see die on? Mm, Nope, that would be in the next episode, but we will not see it. Die off, noun, from 1936. 
a sudden sharp decline of a population of animals or plants that is not caused directly by human activity. So it's just a natural decline, but it is sudden and sharp. It's a natural decline of animals or plants, uh, and they're just dying off. And if the humans were involved, um, there would be a different name. I mean, there would they would be uh, they would be extinct or going extinct, or um, there's other f- words for that that I can't think of at the moment. Um, they're in danger or you know something like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, if a thing is just naturally like ah, we're done here, they, they just die off. They just died off. One more word for this episode. Uh, Die off again, two words, no hyphen. This is an intransitive verb from 1697. To die sequentially, either singly, like a single thing, one at a time, singly or in numbers, so that the total number is greatly diminished. So the first die off was a noun. That's just the whole thing of them dying off. And then this one is a verb. So the act of them dying off one at a time or in great numbers, uh, that's die off. I don't like it when things die off, but is if humans, as long as humans are not involved, humans when humans get involved in things, they tend to mess things up, and uh, they have killed off many plants and animals that are never coming back, and clearly are screwing up the climate. You know, the the, the nature. And the Earth, we're, they're still going to be here. They're still going to take over. Um, but we're really making it difficult for all of the innocent animals and plants and people who aren't making things worse, consciously at least. Okay, we have talked a lot in this episode. Many, many words were said. So we now need to pick a word of the episode. We had today, die, die back, defenbaxia, die hard. Diel, Dildrin, Dielectric, Dielectric Constant, Dielectric Heating, Diencephalon, Dying, Die Off, and Die Off. Let's see. I like dyes. I don't like something killing woody, woody plants. Um, let's see. Those are other plants. Die Hard. Mm, that's that's kind of fun. Diel is about the day. Dildrin. Oh, let's see. Hmm. <laughs> There's a few contenders. It's hard to pick one. Um, maybe we'll just pick die as the word of the episode. Like the dice that you throw when you play your game. So many games use dice, die. There's Monopoly. And that's it. That's the only one. Uh, Yahtzee uses five. Craps uses two. Trivial Pursuit uses one or two maybe just one uh what else sorry i don't know there's so many more games than i can even think of and i don't even play the ones that have uh multi multi sides more than six i don't really play a lot of games anymore anyway but die are useful when you're playing a game go get some die play with your dice how many sides does your dice have most of mine just have six yeah, I think it would be fun to post pictures of old dye, very old ones, you know, before the modern, like, nice, clean, white, and black dots. Ooh, and I love, I have to say this, I love 
the die that are used in The Nightmare Before Christmas when Oogie Boogie throws the die and there's this close-up shot of the really kind of fancy, creepy die, but they're holes and a snake. A, he got snake eyes and a snake... Well, actually, I think he made snake eyes happen. But anyway, that's besides the point. And then a snake goes through them. And I've just always loved that close-up shot. And I would love to have a set of die that are made to look like that. And I think my suspicion is that they made large die because they're so much more detailed than the small ones. I think they made a large set so they could do the animation. Mm, Yeah, maybe I'll post a picture of that too. Okay. This this was the end, the end of this episode, the end of this page, and we had such a wonderful time. I hope you did. Go ahead, share this show. I didn't say any of these things. Share this show. Subscribe to it on your podcast platform. Rate it and review it. Write a thing about how much you love this show and with all the stars that are available. That's good. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.